Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. Who do you say that I am? This is the question Jesus asks his disciples, his followers, as they travel north, as they enter into the area of Caesarea Philippi. Who do you say that I am? This is the question that Mark's gospel centers upon. In fact, the entire book turns on this question, hinges on this question. Who do you say that I am? It's a direct cut to the heart question, a question whose answer requires judgment, conviction, belief. Who do you say that I am? This question is the question because the answer has eternal implications. It is, in fact, a life and death question, a heaven and hell question, a question that everyone must eventually answer, including you. Who do you say that I am? Jesus and his disciples were in the region of Caesarea Philippi. This was a city in which Herod the Great, king when Jesus was born, built a temple in honor of the emperor Caesar Augustus. Now, Herod's son, Philip, expanded this city and ended up naming it after Caesar and also himself. The city was on the border of Syria at the foot of Mount Hermon, which means that Jesus and his followers were at the furthest distance that you could travel away from Jerusalem and still be in Israel. Now, so far in the gospel, Jesus' road, his, his way has meandered around and meandered in and out of Israel. But after this, Jesus' road, Jesus' way goes straight to Jerusalem, straight to the cross. Well, on, on the way, Jesus had a question for his disciples. Typically, students would have questions for their teacher, their rabbi. But Jesus is not a typical rabbi. So he asks his disciples this, who do people say that I am? Jesus doesn't want to know what others think about him. He doesn't want a public opinion poll gauging his popularity. Jesus wants to know who others say he is. It's a question of his identity. And his disciples offer three answers. John the Baptist, the camel hair wearing, locust and honey eating prophet out in the wilderness, preaching, baptizing, preparing the way. Now, now this answer, this is what Herod Antipas believed. If you remember, Antipas had John the Baptist beheaded. And when Antipas heard about Jesus, heard about his ministry, he was certain that John had come back to life. Others said Jesus was Elijah, Old Testament prophet who did not die, but was rather carried to heaven in a chariot of fire. According to the prophet Malachi, Elijah was to return and to usher in the day of the Lord when the Lord himself would come and judge the earth. 
Others said that Jesus was one of the prophets. Not a prophet, but one of the prophets, a prophet promised by Moses who would be like Moses. John the Baptist, Elijah, one of the prophets. Now, all of these answers point to Jesus as a great prophet, a great teacher, one that would rank among among Israel's greatest prophets and teachers. Now, these answers are really not much different than saying that Jesus was the greatest teacher who ever lived, that he was a moral example unparalleled, that he spoke the truth about God. Now, these, these are answers that have been given down through the centuries. These are answers that, that, that are given today. But the truth about Jesus' identity is deeper. The reality is more majestic, more glorious, more awe-inspiring and mind-bending. Well, it's here that Jesus poses the question. But who do you say that I am? He wants to know what his followers think. Because in in general, it's easier to report the conclusions of others, the beliefs of others. It's easier to do that than your own. But who do you say that I am? Jesus wants to know, what is your judgment? What is your conviction? What is your belief as to his identity? Now, Now, Jesus has not rushed his disciples in asking this question. He's not pressured his disciples for a response. They, they've been with him for months now, probably more than a year. And in that time, they've heard his teaching. They've observed his interactions with the religious leaders. They've witnessed him heal the blind and the deaf and the lame. They've seen him cast out demons, calm a storm, walk on water, provide food for thousands, raise the dead. But if they're going to follow him further, if they're going to walk in his way, if they're going to take his road, they can no longer passively observe. They must choose to follow based on conviction, based on belief, or go their own way. Who do you say that I am? And Peter answers, bold Peter but he doesn't simply answer for himself. He, he speaks for, for all 12 disciples, as, as we'll see in a moment when, when, when Jesus answers Peter, but answers all 12 of the disciples. Peter answers, you are the Christ. Now, so far in Mark, only God and demons have confessed Jesus as the Christ. Here's the first human confession. Now, Christ is Greek for the Hebrew word Messiah. Peter confesses Jesus as the Messiah, which means the anointed one. Now, in the Old Testament, three offices were anointed. Prophets, priests, and kings. When each began their office, they were anointed with oil. Oil was poured on their head, over their head, setting them apart for the office. This anointing of oil symbolized the the pouring out of the Holy Spirit upon them, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit to equip them for the office to which they were set apart for. Now, for centuries, God's people had awaited a Christ. 
for centuries leading up to the time of Jesus, God's people had longed for a Messiah, one who would be sent by the Lord to lead his people, save his people, free his people, overthrow their enemies. They looked to the promises in the Old Testament, promises given in passages like our reading from the prophet Jeremiah. Listen again to part of our reading from Jeremiah 23. The Lord promised to raise up one who would reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. Now based, based on this reading, the people were, were looking for a Messiah who would be king, a wise king who would rule in justice, rule in righteousness, a king who would save Peter confesses Jesus as the Christ. And in response, Jesus orders him to silence. Charges the disciples to, to tell no one. To keep it to themselves. Now, this seems a bit strange, doesn't it? I mean, if, Peter, if Peter is right, if it's true, if Jesus is the Messiah, why would he want to keep it secret? Why would he wish it hidden? Well, what happens next explains why. I mean, Jesus recognized, Jesus knew that his title would be misunderstood, that his office would be misinterpreted. His, his disciples, in this case, his disciples were like the blind man that Jesus just healed, which would the passage that Andrew preached on last week, he, where, where he began to see but when he began to see, he couldn't see clearly. Things were fuzzy. Things were blurry. Well, here the disciples begin to see, but they don't see clearly. It's still unfocused. The identity of Jesus is still unfocused. They begin to see, but they don't see clearly. So Jesus teaches. He teaches his disciples. He explains his messiahship. He defines the office of Christ. He offers a map for the road that he must travel. And Mark tells us that when he does this, he speaks to them plainly. Jesus teaches them clearly. Not in parables, not through a story. He's not being enigmatic. He wants them to understand. Listen again to what he says in verse 31. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days, rise again. Jesus is a Christ who will be rejected. Jesus is a Messiah who will suffer. Jesus is an anointed one who will be killed put to death like the suffering servant in Isaiah. But he will rise again. After three days, he will rise again. Now, Peter didn't like this. Peter recoils at Jesus's words. He takes Jesus aside. He takes his teacher aside and rebukes him. Now, this word rebuke is the same word Jesus uses when silencing demons. 
So Peter strongly admonishes Jesus about his error concerning the Messiah. Peter takes Jesus aside to correct him. Now, this is exactly why Jesus charged his disciples with silence. He's not the Messiah they expect. He's not the Messiah they want. They're looking for a conquering king. They're they're looking for a, a king who would unite God's people, help them overthrow their Roman occupiers, free them, save them from this oppressive Roman rule. The Messiah was was not supposed to be rejected. The Messiah was not supposed to suffer. The Messiah was not supposed to die. But that's why Jesus came. That was his mission. That was his ministry. His way led to the cross. The cross, an an instrument of rejection, an instrument of suffering, an instrument of death. But it was on the cross that Jesus revealed himself fully as the Christ. It was on the cross that Jesus revealed himself fully as the Messiah, as the anointed one, because the cross reveals Jesus as prophet, priest, and king. Prophet in that on the cross, he reveals God's love, God's love for you, a sacrificial love, a selfless love, a willing to die love. It's on the, on the cross that Jesus reveals himself as priest, priest, and that he offers God the perfect sacrifice for sin, the perfect atoning sacrifice for sin himself. He is priest and he is sacrifice. On the cross, he reveals himself as king, king, and that by his death, he conquers By his death, he overcomes enemies greater than the Romans, sin and death and the evil one. Jesus is victorious through his rejection, through his suffering, and through his death. By this, he frees. By this, he saves you. That is why Jesus rebukes Peter so strongly. That's why his words are so strong. Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. You see, Peter's assumption, Peter's desire for the Messiah was not of God. It was the desires of man, opposed to God, opposed to his plan, and therefore opposed to his love which is the work of Satan. The work of Satan, who is the adversary, is the work of Satan is opposition to God, hostility to God. Now, Peter's error, by the way, is exactly what Muslims believe about Jesus today. They believe Jesus was a great prophet. They believe Jesus was the Messiah. They call him the Messiah. But as the Christ, he did not suffer. As the Christ, he did not die. The Messiahs don't suffer. Messiahs don't die. Someone else died on the cross. Someone that that looked like him. Maybe maybe Judas even. Jesus, on the other hand, according to Muslims, he was taken straight to heaven. 
but who do you say that I am? How do you answer the question? Not, not how do others answer the question, others that you've heard, others that you've, that you've read. Rather, what is your conviction? What is your judgment? What is your belief? Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ? The Messiah? The rejected, suffering, crucified prophet, priest, and king who out of love for you, frees you, frees you from sin, frees you from death, grants you forgiveness, grants you life. Do you follow him? Do you walk in his way? Because when you confess him, he calls you to follow. And this is, this is his call. Listen again to verse 34. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Jesus bids you to deny yourself. In, a, in other words, to take your focus off you, to take your focus off your wants, your desires, your needs, your plans, your goals, your time. Deny yourself and to take up your cross, which means you must not only deny yourself, but you must die to self. Taking up your cross means you die to self and you embrace new life in Jesus Christ. Taking up your cross means asking the Lord to open your eyes to reveal to you the areas in your life and the areas in your heart that need putting to death, areas that you may not see, that you may be blind to. Like pride, or anger, or lust, or greed, envy, deceit, intemperance. Jesus took these to the cross. He took them to the cross for you. They're put to death for you. Ask to see them in your life. Ask to see them in your heart. Ask that God would overcome them in your life and your heart that you would show the new life that you've been given, that you would be transformed and show the new life that you've been given. Taking up your cross also means you follow the way of Christ, the way of the Messiah. His, his road, his way is of rejection and suffering and death. Now, Jesus doesn't say, deny yourself and, and follow me on the way to financial security physical health, success, happiness, career advancement, social recognition, peaceful relationships. No. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow. Every, every hour, every day, every month, every year in following Jesus that you are not rejected for your faith or suffer for your faith or die for your faith is a gift of grace. It happens around the world. It happens to followers of Jesus every day who are not ashamed of their crucified Messiah, who do not hide it. And neither should you.
don't be ashamed of your Savior. Don't be ashamed of the Christ. Don't, don't be ashamed. Don't be, don't be afraid of rejection. Don't be afraid of suffering. Don't be afraid even of death due to your faith in him. He walked that road for you. And he walks that road before you. But he also promises to be with you, to be with you on the road. And that road is the road that leads to eternal life. Follow him. He is the way. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. Jesus says, lose your life to save it. That's following the Christ. That's following him. That's taking up your cross. It's salvation. Salvation from our gracious Christ. Who do you say that I am? A life and death question. A question with eternal implications, a heaven and hell question, a question that everyone must eventually answer, including you. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 